Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're booking another comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's wearing a red robe with me tonight? It is the Emperor's preferred Peter Bingham Pankratz. You can... Where can people find you at, Peter? Well, I've written a book. I've written several books, but the first one in the trilogy I've written is called The Fifth Civilization, and you can find it on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And the link in the show notes. So I'll be there. Uh, and like we are here. I would take <laughs> I would, hey, I would the take Star Wars theme. Right. I mean, they do have sci-fi weapons, from what I read. I need to finish, but from what I read. <laughs> they do have sci-fi weapons, it's true. <laughs> and we're here to talk about Star Wars Crimson Empire, which is a comic that came out by Dark Horse back in 1997 and finished in 98. Six-issue miniseries. Yeah, it's one of the Star Wars 90s comics, one of those revival of the era when they were just expanding the EU. You've been talking about this one for a while. We've been meaning to get it on the show. Yeah. Like back when we did the Dark, the Dark Empire, Shadows of the Empire, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so I've always been curious to this because as a kid, I, I was a big fan of the Royal Guard. Right. Except this Royal Guard is way cooler than the Royal Guards that I got to see in my movie, Return of the Jedi. So <laughs> We had them in one movie, yes. I actually, somewhere, probably, hopefully, my parents' house, I, I still have one of the original figures of Royal Guards from the 80s. I went and bought it at some toy swap or some some somewhere I bought it. My mom bought it for me for a couple for like whatever, a couple bucks or so. Right. So I had that figure open and everything, but just my favorite figure. Favorite. I just love the Rail Guard for some stupid reason. Well, they look so cool. They're like they have the red uniforms and the black eye slits and you I think the, they help their, you know, their aura is helped in the movie when they just kind of stand silently and don't do anything. And you're like, those guys could be really badass, but you never see them. You never see them like fail like a stormtrooper. So they still have their mystique. I mean, supposedly, from what I was reading, this story was actually supposed to be like they wanted to include it closer to when the movie came out, but then it, it sat around for a decade. Oh, interesting. There was something about that that I read that he wanted to do something with it, but it just didn't happen. And they just sat on it, and I and then it finally. I think this came. This comes out. I think or ended right before Phantom Menace or somewhere around there. Yeah, this was the pre-prequel, like, EU. So, like, from the early 90s to the late 90s, before the prequels kind of upended thing. When, But, yeah, this is like, this is like a, it was like an interesting period in Star Wars history when you couldn't quite, they didn't quite explain the backstory, so they were focused on explaining what happened after Return of the Jedi. And that's, I think, the majority of the stories in that period were, like, post-Return of the Jedi. I'm okay this, with that. Yeah. I like this idea. I like it, like, when the, the first issue starts off, of course, you have, you know, credit you know text scrolling except in this case it's just you just you know you have a book so you but you have the text kind of explaining what happened what's going yeah. on like this takes place after the dark empire and all those books where right palpatine was killed again yes before there was rise of skywalker there was dark empire where somehow palpatine returned <laughs> but he had clones and so it kind of opens with a scroll that says all the clones have been killed and the empire's in chaos once again Thinking, like, who is there going to be our leader? And this mysterious man named Carner Jax has taken over the Imperial Council. So he's kind of controlling the Empire now. Which I like that because that makes perfect sense that other people, right. you know, would splinter within the within the organization after the Empire and keep taking over. Like, I mean, you yeah. have Thrawn that's in charge for a while. And then at this point, Thrawn already would have been killed. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense to have this like this stories happens. I couldn't find it. I didn't look hard enough, but I didn't, I'm, I didn't see a timeline of how long this takes place after Return of the Jedi. I'm pretty sure if I remember, I could look it up, but I think it's like 
maybe five or six years after Return of the Jedi. Probably six years. It's because, 11 ABY. Yeah, that's probably five or so six. So Battle Yavin, 11 years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember my Star Wars timeline. It's been a couple of years. Like, so Han, you know, our heroes who, you know, barely feature in this book. They're are, not even you know, in this book. I think they're in, they're in like a flashback. You might see their faces like, oh, oh the, Re- okay. the rebels or the Jedi killed all the Imperial guards. You might see Luke's face like in shadow or something. You don't even see his face. You just see him holding a lightsaber and right. some other guy holding a lightsaber. I could not remember at first what it was. But I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, from that Empire's End crap. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it mentioned the, the book with hideous drawings in it. Um, hideous <laughs> illustrations. <Yeah. laughs> that was this was fine. I mean, this also yeah. starts off, it gets your attention immediately, where after the text scroll, you have stormtroopers running to their death, and then they get booby-trapped. Right, yeah. It starts off with a bunch of action, you know, and he's like, what's going on? Who are they trying to find? Because they're trying to find somebody. So I thought this was going to be a Jedi, because you see this guy in a cloak walking. I was thinking it was, it was yeah. Luke. He right. goes to some bar, and then people start talking shit, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, Something's going to happen. I was expecting a lightsaber. and I was a little like a little surprised when all of a sudden the guy just pulls out some kind of bladed weapon and just starts cutting the hell out of people. Yeah. And he gives him a chance. He's like, you know, don't bother me and I won't kill you. And they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to keep bothering you. And that's their that's their greatest mistake. They don't last too long. Yeah, it's like a double bladed weapon that, you know, if you look at the cover of one of these issues, you'll see that. Oh, that's the that's the Imperial Guard staff. But, you know. In, in, when you're just reading it, you probably don't know. If you're reading it for the first time, you don't know what that is. You just had a big blade. No, and I forgot to mention the first cover of this. This yeah, grabs me. It's got, uh, if I'm looking at the same one, it's got the Imperial Guards and like a burning Imperial symbol yep. in the background. Yeah, that's great. Who wouldn't it read that? It is so damn cool. Yeah. And for a while, I kept going to toy swaps and somebody kept trying to sell this figure. And it had that cover on the box, and it was a the fi- you know the figure on the cover. Right. And I and I kept looking at it like no, I don't I don't buy figures that much. And now I'm like, <laughs> uh, you wish you had. Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, see, this was this is a very interesting era of Star Wars because they would sell toys based on comics and books, and <laughs> they're like, this character was only in a comic book, but here's a toy of him. Or this character was Dash Rendar. Here's a toy of him. <laughs> Read more to find out. Go to your local library and find out about Dash Rendar. Or play the wonderful game. Right. It might not have aged that great. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you've seen him, cover. the way he murders all the stormtroopers and everything yeah. with that. And then you have like this random spy guy who's like, oh, come with us. And it, it does a good job of eluding. Like you then see a Star Destroyer and you end up seeing a guy who looks like Vader, who kind of looks like Palpatine, you know, in a black yeah. robe, but with a like Royal Guard type mask on. He's he's a proto Kylo Ren is how I think. Oh, OK. So can he use the force? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. It heavily implies that, or at least, you know, I assume that the, you know, the force users, the Imperial Guards were somewhat force attuned. You know, you know, I have to refresh my memory. Having just read it. I think it mentions that at some point in there. But clearly they could clearly they have skills above the average, you know, guard. Oh, but yeah. They but they don't have the abilities of vader or the emperor like they're at a lower level of force using so they're not a jedi or sith or anything like that but i you know the way the way i saw it was that he you know he's kind of wearing his mask of the old days kind of like kylo ren did in the sequels kind of like oh i'm hiding my identity because it it's the all of the vogue and all the rage and maybe i'm just holding on to something from the past because there's no reason he has to wear this mask i'm gonna say it here this guy's cooler than kylo ren 
He doesn't have the Adam Driver hair. However, he does have a big black cloak, and he's he's kind of very vicious. He's very vicious. No, he's a good, like, makeshift emperor. Right. Because you get to see how evil he is. You get to see how ruthless he is throughout this comic. Like, he's a good villain for this. Like, I mean, he does use the Force as I was, I was rethinking of things. Things happen in the last issue where you see him use the Force. But, like, right. in here you have a scene with, like, some little ball that I guess he picked up and then breaks with his mind. because he Right. But in the non-canon, well, at the time also would have been canon, but years later, the Star Wars Force Unleashed stuff had that the Royal Guard or some of the Royal Guard were Jedis that were then transferred and, you know, mistreated and tortured and became Dark Force users. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. I think there's something like that in the Force Unleashed. Like, because I know you fight at least in, I think maybe in two, or you fight you fight people like that that were, that was a thing at the time. Again, no longer hmm. canon, but it was at one time. Right, yeah. I mean, it kind of is. You have the Sith Inquisitors. You just have a lot less of them than what, Legends have legends had fucking ton of people. Unlike you know now in the can in the in the canon you have a lot less. Yeah, but you're hearing right there. <laughs> but, I For mean, the I, of the plot, you get a force user if the plot needs a force user. Yeah, and I'm okay that like this book. There's no Jedi really in this book. I'm okay no. with that. And this is and here's the thing. And here's a another thing I like about it. It's one of the rare books that doesn't focus on the Skywalkers or no. their assorted people. Like it's just random Imperials. Yeah, I mean it's just. And rebels, I mean, or the New Republic at this point, like you right, have this. Yeah. When you're first introduced to the the cloaked figure, he goes to some hideout, and then you see his face is scarred, and then you have a flashback of him talking about how the Royal Guards were trained and what they had. To, you know, it starts kind of showing like how, how they me, had to fight. I'm gonna punch back for a moment. You do yes. see Luke and Han because he talks about they do some of the Dark Empire stuff. Where uh, the the hero, his name is Kirkanos. Yes, and he talks about how. Oh, no, it's Carter Jacks is talking about what happened is that, though, the emperor's physician was persuaded to secretly sabotage Palpatine's clones. And then Luke killed the clones. And you do see Luke killing the clones. And then you see Luke and Han interrogating the physician at one point. Okay, Uh, there's one brief page of that. So you do see our heroes very briefly. They don't talk, but they're not the main focus. You also get to see Darth Vader doing a jump kick at one point or like a swing kick in this. Right, but then, but then we uh, flash back to this planet where Kirkanos is hiding out, and you see his face. Then he talks about he's kind of going to be doing a dialogue. I think he's doing like an internal monologue, like "Let's remember my time back in the training," which I think is the best part of the book. It is. I really like seeing that stuff. I like seeing yeah. Vader and like seeing what the Royal Guards went through. Where you know this is some guy that they've been training for you know who knows how long, and all of a sudden Vader just cuts off his hand and throws him in a pit. Right. Yeah. He's like, who's the best among emperors? Like, who's the best among you? And it's like, oh, it's this guy. And Darth Vader. And they're like, oh, you're going to fight Darth Vader. And Darth Vader just annihilates him. I mean, I don't think you can beat Vader in the first place. <laughs> well, you know, they were ordered <laughs> to do it. So they they fought as well as they could. And the emperor even says, do your duty, my son. And then the issue ends with you seeing the Imperials are looking for the guy that killed all the stormtroopers. Yeah. And I like how this, the second issue, the cover is okay. It has two people dressed in the training garb of the Royal Guards fighting each other with Vader in the background for some reason. It's okay. Nowhere near as popping as that first issue. Yeah, I can I can see it. I have a I have a trade paperback, uh, nice. but in the back, as they always do, they always put like the six issue covers in the back, so I can look at those too. Um, and oh, I this see... is also not this is this isn't that expensive if you wanted to buy the single issues, but no, it's out of print obviously at this point. There is a it's not it's not that expensive either because you can buy. I think they've done a Legends compilation if you wanted to buy a trade 
Yeah, they have a giant trait of it in right. the Epic Collection. Here's something. the thing. Here's the thing I will say about those. This is just an aside for comics. They they shrugged the pages down because I have the original one from the 90s and it's bigger type. But for a lot of the collections that they put out through Legends, they shrunk the pages down a little bit. It's annoying. So it's like a certain percentage smaller. I don't know why they did that. They probably wanted to save however X amount of money on paper or whatever. But I don't know. It's just an aside. But okay, that that's annoying, though, that they did that. I kind of want to buy this first issue. (laughs) So put that. I like how the second issue start because I always like the first page of the second issue. So stormtroopers interrogating people to town, essentially just, you know, arresting random people. Like, I like when you see stormtroopers being evil and that you see why the uprising you know, happen. Right, exactly. I mean, the apparatus already happened, but just kind of seeing, you know, also there's a different type of stormtroopers. The more <laughs> we get, we get some of those later. We get a different type later, too. But for now, we see regular stormtroopers arresting people. Yeah. And, you know, Kirkanos is still in hiding. And his, his good friend, Tem, I'm just looking at his name, Tem Merkin, who's a shifty old guy, um, <laughs> a spy. has revealed the beautiful Mira Sin, <laughs> fully, uh, a non fully clothed redhead. And, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it it just found funny to me because she's like the only yeah. female character they couldn't and they had to put her in like a right. like a, a you know half dresser and stuff i'm like well, comics <laughs> it's a comic book and it was at a time <laughs> when they weren't concerned about that sort of stuff <laughs> i think today they looks... would not have her be so obviously sexy but no and i also found it funny because every time i see a trandoshan which i'm assuming that's what that guy is yeah the first thing that pops in my head is bosk yeah i thought that too yeah <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's a Bosk. He's he's a Bosk, <laughs> and he uh, he's green. I was Bosk like brown or something. Brown. No, he's green. Is he green? Yeah, he's green. He okay. just has a yellow outfit, but he's green. If see the colors mashed together, it changes everything. Yeah, the changes. black outfit with the green it doesn't work as well. As that's probably why Bosk had a yellow outfit. Yeah, that's why in Dark Forces they all had yellow outfits too. <laughs> they just called Bosks in that game. But in any case, <laughs> that's beside the point. Yeah, so they, so the Mira Sin, uh, the woman, and we guess we should call her the female interest, uh, is working for the New Republic. She's like the leader of the 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 cell or the New Republic forces on this planet. Yeah, because it wouldn't be and, a and, cell because they're not rebels anymore. Right, yeah, it would be a work. cell. Like an operative of the New Republic. Yeah. And, you know, the Trendoshan is Sish Sadit and it's a sidekick. And he's kind of there to question her choices and she's kind of there to trust Kirkanos. Gotta be the love him. interest almost. Right, yes. Which I didn't really care for, but eh. it was cool to see New yeah. Republic stuff. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know much of the what used to be canon of the New Republic. Because I mean I just I've only read Dark Empire and Heir to the and Heir to the Empire and that's all so that's so it was nice to kind of have another thing to add to my knowledge. Yeah. It's uh it's always good to see how they're doing. And they don't get into the political aspect of it really in this book but in other eu stuff from this time they did and it's interesting but yeah you can see that you know the new republic is kind of like the rebels they don't have a present they don't have a big presence in every world like the imperials are still on some worlds so they can't be everywhere at once the new republic can't be everywhere at once yeah i mean the imperials are also pretty fractured at this point too right yeah especially palpatine being murdered multiple times and (laughs) right thrawn's gone so like you're missing a lot of imperials well, yeah, every year, you know, every year you've got a new leader who comes across, and then he gets killed, and then a new leader comes across, and then they get killed, and then it's got to be, it's got to be tough. 
to be an Imperial at this point. <laughs> I mean, that's how the drug cartels are, too, sometimes. So, hey, it's not exactly. working in real life. Exactly. And then you see them take take Kirkanos back to their base, and then you see the shifty spy guy right. who told who told them about Kirkanos also is working for the Imperials and telling yeah. the Imperials that, yeah, that guy you want, he's a, he's with the Rebels. Mm-hmm. So I have one small complaint. When when the girl, the woman, what the hell's her name again? Mershina? Mirith. Mirith. Yeah. When she sees the scar on Kirk Hanos' face, she's like, oh, it's a lightsaber wound. I'm like, I don't buy that. If you had a lightsaber wound, you just there'd be just a hole right there, no face. Like, well, yeah, you, you just have to touch him? Because he just has a scar across his face, but it looks like he got slashed by a sword, not by a fucking lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be at the very edge, you know. I feel like it could ha- it could work, but... Doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't Kylo Ren have the scar in the same place from isn't that from a lightsaber? I have to watch. I I cannot remember. I think he might. Honestly, I've only seen those movies once each. I want to say. I know we'll get to it at some point in this. Around the time you're hearing this, we already are starting. So, right. So I I think I don't think it's too because I think the new canon and the old canon established. That's fine. So I don't think it's too out of the ordinary. Certainly you'd have to be you have to be pretty far from the lightsaber to get scarred and survive. Yeah, if you're up and close and personal with lightsaber, that's why Ganjin didn't work out too well. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and you have to be a near miss, you know? <laughs> I I do like where you see a little bit with, like, the Rebels where somebody's not agreeing with their leader, and she ends up pulling a knife on a guy or something. Right, yeah. Kirkanos. Yeah, there's some weird people who come and say, you know, Kill him, he's an Imperial! Exactly, yeah. You know, which was, uh, which is true. Which is a very uh, human thing to do, or alien I, thing. To do. I do like this flashback where it shows Kirkano kind of reflecting on how he be how he joined the guard, or you know became one of the royal guard finally after the training. Right. Like two That's guys right. go into a room, and he's like, "Okay, you two are next." And he's like, "There's only one opening." Yeah, we've, we've already <laughs> filled the first opening. There's only one other one, which feels like a waste of people. Like you spend all yeah, this time training people. Up, like you could send them to like some other school to guard somebody. I mean, they're like the third and fourth best. Come on now. Nope. Gotta have them murdered. I guess it's supposed to just show how cruel the Empire is. Like, they don't even care. Like, you train these people for years, and then you get them killed to just prove your point. It does fit the Emperor, though. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's not practical. Maybe the Emperor is just doing it for amusement. He's like, good. He wants to see people die for him in front of him. I mean, he is a very evil character throughout everything you see, and he isn't the smartest. No. I mean, okay, he is the smartest in certain things, but I feel like once he becomes emperor, he gets a lot more lax at times. Maybe I'm Yeah, well, yes, you know, you can't be everywhere, and plus, it's got to be, you know, you got to keep your mind sharp, you know? He's got to do those crossword (laughs) puzzles or whatever, and so if he's not doing them... Yeah, exactly. Plus, he's got this big, black-suited man who's lumbering around has got to probably enjoy him all the time so yeah protecting him from everybody and everything and, you know he's no fun to talk to so he's got to do these little things to to amuse himself so you know i could buy that i about i doubt vader's fun to talk to <laughs> no and you know the emperor wants some scintillating conversation no he's not getting it from darth vader <laughs> so. it was it was just cool and then you see the rebel base gets attacked you right. get a couple cool you get a cool page where you have some guy yelling outside of an atst for some reason I mean, I don't think that's the smartest thing to do while you're in combat. Pop open the top of the door. Right. Attack! Like, don't you have radios? Yeah, they, they have all sorts of. So I think this book was um, one thing I'll notice. This this whole series was uh, affected by the Star Wars vehicles and vessels book that came out in the mid 90s, because <laughs> a lot of those vehicles from that book are put in here. 
Um, oh, like those tanks that I've yeah. never seen before. They're called. I think they're called juggernauts. They have wheels on them. Yeah. <laughs> and they were from. They were straight from that book. I think they were in one of the other. I think there may be an heir to the empire, but they were definitely first looked at in that book, and they put them in here. And I'm sure the artist was like, use that book as a reference because there are more of them coming up, more that stuff that they use. But I think it's cool because I what more do we want to see than weird vehicles in Star Wars? So especially as a as a guy who you probably bought had that book, didn't you? I do. I still have it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, I, I had I read it a lot. So I identified I can look through this book and say, oh, that's from the book. The artist took, took that picture from the vehicles and vessels guide, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I do love the last panel of this of this book, though, where you just you just see a random guy dressed <laughs> in royal guard armor. And they're like and the rebels are just like, what the fuck? Who is that? Oh, yes. I do yeah, like I that. That's really that is a really cool image. And I I guess I can tell us the last because in my book that ends, that's like there's another image on the next page. But oh. <laughs> do you have and the same it, what? So there's that cool image. And there's the next one where it's uh, a creature and some TIE fighters exploding in the background. You know, shooting. Cool. There's that. It's You know what that monster is? That's that monster from Jabba's Palace. Yes. In the right. In the opening scene, because I <laughs> when I watched Return of the Jedi last time and I saw it in theaters for the yeah. 40th anniversary, I was mansplaining to Tiff. I was like, <laughs> see, that wasn't in the original. And it actually like right. I could tell. And I'm like, I know. I just want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I really like this movie. <laughs> There's nothing more nerdy than pointing out the special edition changes. <laughs> oh, there are plenty because I didn't know if we were watching the special edition or if we were watching the original you know, theatrical just by any chance by miracle i'm like and then as soon as i saw that i'm like oh oh yeah this is a special edition all right <laughs> and then soon I, I saw the ugly yellow alien i'm like here we go <laughs> you were like where's lap t neck i want to hear the that 80s techno soon but it wasn't i'd rather have that than the, the <laughs> yellow alien the other guy go blah, 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 rah, rah, rah. like oh fucking a <laughs> uh, for those that watch us from the jedi you know what i'm talking about Listen to our episode about it. I <laughs> yeah. think we do discuss that. that. I'm sure we did. <laughs> but the cover of the third issue, that's a badass cover. Yeah, I see it. It's, uh, you know, a mountain of stormtroopers with uh, the with Kier Kanos and the sword right above it. That's great. It's a great Just cover. murdering them. I mean, and that's what he's doing. Like, you, yeah. when you see him in these early pages, you see him fighting. He's just murdering these stormtroopers that have guns yeah. with just a freaking weapon, you know, a handheld or not a hand. What the word do I want? <laughs> a melee weapon. That's the word yeah, I want. Yeah, there you go. I was like, handheld, that don't make sense. <laughs> it's very it. cool. Yeah, it's just, this This is carnage in this issue, yes. This oh, is. there's a vehicle on page two that looks like a TIE fighter, but took yeah. away the wings and gave it wheels. I have never seen that before. That is also from the Vehicles and Vessels guide. <laughs> I think that was from, I forget which novel that was in, but that's from a novel. And then okay. they illustrated it for the guide and i'm sure that's where they took it from like i said i'm sure the artist was just taking stuff from that book which would make sense yeah but yeah there's it's like a thai tank it was very i was like this is interesting yeah it's like the empire is just like we have this thai module let's just put anything on it let's put tanks on it let's put a weird sensor on it you know whatever i do like the war stuff when you see them fighting like one yeah. part you see kirk kanos just shoot a freaking thai interceptor with a pistol <laughs> right just kill the pilot yeah, it's pretty badass. You know, it, it was very cool. I, I, you know, and eventually the Imperials retreat, but I really liked it. Like, I thought it was very cool to to look at and read. I was definitely I was definitely intrigued by this. Yeah, it was. It's a great it's great action. And it's great. Like the rebel, you know, the Republic's like, who is this guy that's on our side and fighting? And the Imperials are like, why is how is this one guy taking out all our people? 
It's insane. How? What does he say at one point? Does he say like, "Oh, it took out most. We lost like thirty men, and most of them got taken out by this one guy or something." I don't know. Yeah, he said something like that. He he destroyed them, and yeah, you know the Imperials recognize that he's an Imperial Guard. Like they're like, "Wait a second, yeah. one of our guys." Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I, I like that. I like how he even says, he's like, I'm not fighting for you guys. I'm fighting for my own reasons. Right. Yeah. He's like, I don't care about you guys. Like, I'm just protecting myself. In that way, he's he's, a, you know, in this book, he never he doesn't really change too much either from that position. So it's like he's a weird antihero where, like, he's the protagonist. We're supposed to follow him. But, like, he doesn't do anything heroic, really. No, he's not a hero. I mean, yeah. when I finished this book, like, he's essentially, you know, he's not really a villain, but. Right. I wouldn't even say anti-hero. He's just not a villain. Yeah, he's not a villain, but he he murders people, you know? Well, I guess he's, he's a, it's hard to say. It's one of those weird ones where it's like, you could probably classify him as a villain, but he's not, well, he's not the antagonist of the story. He's, he's he, he only really, yeah, he, except for maybe one exception. I think he only really kills bad people. So he's like, he's like one of those dark and gritty heroes who like, he's not on the good quote. He's on the good side, but his main villain is the people that we already think are villains. So yes. his main fight. So he's, you know, I don't know. You know, there's certainly superheroes like that, you know, so Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. To name a few. Exactly. There's others that are more villainous than because Punisher's not. Yeah. But close enough for for our story. It's pretty <laughs> dark for Star Wars. I, I doubt Disney would do anything like this oh, where God. you'd have they would have to have some he would have to be some redeeming thing or something. And there's there's really nothing redeeming about this guy. We'll talk no. about later. Exactly. And then this is when you have the flashback when he tells her about the Royal Guards when Palpatine died. You yeah. have that panel of Luke killing some some Royal Guards. Right. Yes. From, <laughs> I believe, Empire's End. That's what it was. <sighs> that book was bad. But I, I did. I mean, that and that, nice that that's the only thing you have of Luke. And you have the surviving Royal Guards met up. And then yeah. I was confused by this because it, it talks about how. Commander Jax had 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 sent stormtroopers to kill them and he had killed Palpatine. But didn't Luke kill Palpatine? So I believe he he Carner Jax ordered the physician Emperor's physician to sabotage some clones. OK. Um, oh, there were more clones than even what. Yeah. He killed them. OK. And so and so he ta- he tells them all that he was the one who betrayed, you know, and he betrayed the emperor. I don't know why should... he'd tell them this. I don't know why. It was. I think you know, he wants them go... to join him, right? Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, he wants them to join, and then instead of joining, they swear death. They're tr- to. They swear to kill him, and then then he is he... like, okay, he snaps his fingers basically, and like a bunch of stormtroopers come out. And... Okay. Yeah. And then they try to kill him, and only one, ex- and only Kirk Kano's escape. Yeah. It's, there's a great image of him with the tattered robes. You know. Yeah. Carter Jacks being like. Look at me. But yeah, you know, they all like like the slaughter of the Mandalorians that may or may not have happened in one episode of the TV show. All these royal guards get gunned down until there's only until. OK, so, yeah, Carter Jacks, like the draw that they that they fought to. He's like, one of us has to stay behind and fight off these guys. And so they try to draw lots. And one this other guy, Hanad, wins the draw. So he's the one who sacrifices himself to let Kyrkanos escape. I do like that the coin has the imperial symbol on it, though. Yeah, it's great. Makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah, uh, it, it's very cool. I mean, again, it makes you feel for the character. Like I thought, maybe this guy wasn't gonna be that bad, which my opinion changed as we continued reading. Yeah, but and this is also when you see that Carner Jack is then on their way, and he tells the people not to attack the Imperials. Leave him alone and wait for till he gets there, because well, he knows what Carner Jacks can do. Yeah, exactly. Not Kirk. Like Kirk Canos. These names are hard. 
<laughs> They're Star Wars names. Yeah, they have a lot of yeah. K's in them. Yeah. That brings us to issue four. Yeah. This cover isn't that cool to me. Let's take a look. Yeah, it's you know. Kirkano's face and then Carter Jacks with a helmet face and then the girl in the front wearing more clothes on the cover than she does in the book. <laughs> right. Which I find kind yeah. of odd that they drew differently. Well, you know, you have to keep the parents from confiscating. Buying the book for the kids. Right, yes. Like, they're not going to open the book. It's okay. We just got to make sure the cover looks good. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this I always judge a comic. I mean, I mean everyone judges a comic by the cover. That's what's going to draw your attention to the book. Right, yeah. And so this, this we're batting about half. An average of half the covers are good. Half of them are okay. Or I don't know. That first one, I really want that book to hang on my wall right now. So <laughs> it could <laughs> so be yours on eBay for a low, low price of $6 plus shipping. It's tempting. <laughs> I, I haven't pulled up to. It is tempting to order one. Right. Well, you could treat yourself one of these days. <laughs> but for me, find, part of the fun with comics was finding comics. Right. Yeah. That was always my fun was going somewhere and finding them ran- randomly as you're searching through a, a box. Yeah. Which, of course, I don't really do anymore, unfortunately. But there was that a was the real fun for me. Yeah, exactly. It's the hunt. Yeah. The thrill of finding that special thing that's priced at one dollar, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, I, I trust me. I was thinking about like, hmm, this might not be a bad idea to pick up. Like put on my wall, <laughs> look really cool because it is that first cover is something else. The minute, you know, how it always happened with me is the minute you buy it online, the next, you know, next week you'll find it in a box for like 50 cents or something. So, Well, not when you don't go to comic shows anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this so, issue okay. kind of yeah. starts off with the with the rebels being at a new base because they had to flee their old or no, they're, are they still at the old base? And they and they're about I think they're about to flee. They're still on this planet. The name of Phaedra, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, who tipped off the Imperials? Mirith, was that her name? God, Mirith and uh, the Trendoshan are discussing. Well, who could have been the spy if it wasn't Kirkanos? Oh, Sadiq, that's his name. I think I think it's he. He figures it out because you see the yeah. old guy who is a spy drive off, and then he yeah. kind of like you have a panel, just his eye staring at him. So that's how you know. That's your comic symbol for I figured out your secret. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the guy goes and talks to the. The Imperials to tell them where where they're going, and then Meredith and her are and the the, the Tredosian are waiting for the old man at his house, and then they and he gets murdered. Yeah, so he tries to run. Yeah, he deserved it. I mean, that's that's dark. That's kind of like Andor level stuff. Like, yeah, that is us all the traitors. Yeah, that did kind of remind me of Andor. And I mean, speaking of dark, the next part is dark too, where yeah, you know, they know that what the trade what the guy had said. So then the woman Meredith puts on a cloak, goes to his ship, and then gets gets yeah. captured by the Imperials. Yeah. And after you see your capture, one of the next things you see is you see you're chained up about to be tortured. Right. Yeah. So it, it gets a little dark. Yeah, it does. You know, he's a bad guy. So he has to torture him with some weird electric rod, some magical rod of some kind. It looks like electric fire for lack yeah. of a better term. Oh, it was it's... weird, but I was just like, you know, I was like, what I didn't understand. She's like, I will never tell you where Kirkanos is like, why the fuck do you care so much? I guess because, you know, she he helped them out. He saved their lives. He helped out that little band of followers. So, yeah, I don't know. I just found it weird. Like, you don't need to do this. Or maybe she has some hidden feelings for Kanos. <laughs> maybe she did at one point, not at the end of this conference. <laughs> right. I, don't know, I just thought it was just I was like, this is I was not expected to get that dark to see her get tortured. Yeah. I mean, it was it's pretty upsetting. Mm-hmm. And then I, I do like where the stormtroopers go to the guy's house and the, they open the door and the guy's dead body is there and there's a bomb sitting next to him. And they're like, oh, oh yes. 
they just get blown up. Yeah, and then fun. he kind of does. So Connor Jacks kind of does a, a Tarkin thing where he yeah. says that you know he'll destroy he'll he'll destroy their base and kill all the rebels. They don't tell him if she doesn't tell him where Kirk Hanos is. Not destroy the planet, really. You know. Oh, that's what he said. Destroy the planet. Yeah, he's like you know. Oh, I see. Yeah. What can a star destroyer do to an unshielded planet? You know, I have two star destroyers at my disposal. Okay, and then that's when she tells him where he is, and then he goes, "Okay, begin the bombardment anyway." Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's an evil guy. Oh no! He starts. He says he'll do the attack, and then she tells him to stop, and then he just does the attack anyway. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, I will. You know, I will keep one under my bargain." And he thinks he's about to order her dead, but he's like, "Ah, go." You can. That's go. what I thought was too, because he has a guy with a knife. You see a yeah. guy. Be- he just cuts the ropes, which I found just weird why he's just like, okay, you can leave. But, I but guess. of course, he wants to follow her. So I smiled at this part when you see her walking and you see one of the spies following right. her, which is the spy from A New Hope. Right, yeah. I, fr- pretty- I don't know why, but I really like that that character. I had a figure of him. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, he's he's very interesting. He's like, I don't know if, you know, it, it you can't quite tell if that's, a, if that's a snout or if that's like a mask or something. He's just a very interesting looking guy. Yeah, I always thought that character was so cool. And I love the fact that they brought it back. Right. I think that's just one of the great things about Star Wars is that everybody has their favorite little side characters who are on screen for like three seconds. But they're like, <laughs> that's my guy. Mm-hmm. We don't even know their names, you know, in the movies or whatever, you know, the ancillary materials you'll figure out. But like. That's why everybody called him Snaggletooth or like, you know, <laughs> a hammerhead guy or well, whatever. Well, you know? speaking of that, I've been yeah. watching way too much Pawn Stars lately. <laughs> and they had a guy bringing a Play-Doh set from Turn of the Jedi. And he's like, oh, it's got Crumb on the cover. I think Crumb is the name. The, the, so, no, Salacious Crumb. And oh, the guy Crumb. at Pawn Stars was like, oh, you wouldn't know. It's not named the movie. You got to be a real nerd. Know that? <laughs> and I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> I'm like, look where you guys do. <laughs> like, you asshole. Hey, he is. A, I mean, he's not wrong. However, you know. That's, I feel like, there's tears of nerds. Like, Salacious Crumb is, you know, you could be a, a regular Star Wars fan and know that. But if you know the name of Snout Guy, I had to which he has a name, which I can't remember off the top of my head. But if you know <laughs> you his name. Star Wars nerds, though. So. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just thought, it just, it bothered me. And I'm like, yes, the characters aren't. But there's so many things where the characters aren't named in something. And you it's you absorb it in one way or the other. But I guess, you know, so. I'm going to find his name just to, <laughs> just so I can. Oh, Garindin Ezevor. Wow. <laughs> otherwise known as long snoot okay <laughs> see they just name characters based on their physical characteristics which is not okay you know as we said when we watched the when we watched some of the prequel stuff <laughs> there's a few uh, racial stereotypes there right so it's I'm okay sure because I, they're aliens it's fine <laughs> that's what george lucas thought so, anyway, i do like yeah. how the trandoshan ends up knocking out the spy that she was being followed and then yeah i think okay yeah then they're sending oh yeah they're sending their own rebel soldiers up against the or these people that came to help them oh no these are people that came to help them aren't they yeah this is rogue squadron uh yeah those well wedge wedge shows up so we get uh we get great you know always love to see the b-wing in action i thought of you when i saw that because i remember as a kid yeah the b-wing the rare fighter you don't really see in return of the jedi but you don't really see it in the video games at least the older video games but now you see it you also see the e-wing which is from dark empire as well again another thing they got from the vehicles <laughs> book i mean that's yeah you see cool, the b-wings yeah i mean sell more toys sell more books but either the way it's was still... a toy as well it's a rare toy but you can find it out there for money it's just a cool thing to yeah. to, to do 
like, you know, here we're going to take these books, you know, we're going to take a book with these different vehicles and we're going to draw them so people can see them and people can get excited for them. Yeah. You know, I used to draw, I used to draw Star Wars comic books, you know, and from this time period. And I use that book as a reference myself to be like, I want to draw this weird fighter that's from this, that wasn't the movies, but was from this book. So I know the feeling, although this person had more skill and money to more skill and talent to draw these, but I know the feeling. And also wasn't 13 year old at the time. I think try pro- probably try 10 years old. You know? OK, so you see, it's not your fault. You you were a child. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this guy was not a child. <laughs> he was a professional artist. But yes, the Rogue Squadron comes and you see the B-Wing, you know, fight off the Star Destroyer. And oh, God, does. Uh, OK, I'm looking through this. You don't. It isn't until the next issue when you see Wedge. Right. OK. But you know they're coming. You know yeah, you just Rogue get the Squadron. one page of the Rebels, and then the guy's saying, oh. Rebel Squadron, let's go! Okay, I'm jumping ahead of ourselves. Oh, you're fine. Trained. But I see, yes, you get Rogue Squadron attack. Yes. I, I like that. I always like the idea of Rogue Squadron. I know Rogue Squadron also was a comic, too, for a while, it was. I think. Okay, I never read any of it, but I've heard... When, every so often I look up Star Wars Dark Horse stories, you yeah. should read in Rogue Empire, or <laughs> Rogue, Rogue Squadron always comes up. I've read a couple of them, and some, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty fun. Again, it was one of those series that doesn't focus on Luke Skywalker, really. They focus on, you know, other characters. You get to see how the larger universe plays. And they always go on, like, some commando mission or something. Which is nice. I mean, that's one yeah. thing that made this book fun was, again, no Luke, no Jedis, right. no Sith, just people. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, yes, Corner Jax is Force-sensitive, but he's not He's not a Sith. He's just a guy that can move yeah. a few rocks. Exactly, yeah. And the co- the fifth cover, this is another nice-ass cover. This is the one with Carner Jackson, his red helmet, black suit, and then black oh, yeah. stormtroopers all around him. That's a good cover. Yeah, that is. it's really good. And I, I really do like the stuff with Rogue Squadron like you are talking about, where you see them attacking, and then at the same time, you also see Meredith and the Trandoshan steal a ship. And then shortly after that, you see a giant executioner-style you know, Star Destroyer yeah. with two rebel signs painted on it. Yeah. <laughs> That was um, Lusankia, which was in they had the X-Wing novels as well. There were like nine or ten books from this time period that focused on Rogue Squadron. And in, in one of the books, Lusankia was the Emperor's escape ship on Coruscant that he built under the planet. So like if Coruscant ever got invaded, he would just get in this thing and it would fly up. And that that happened in one of the um, X-Wing books. Anyway, it happened in one of the X-Wing books and the rebels captured it. OK. Um, well, I knew it wasn't the one from Return of the Jedi because uh, that yeah. didn't get captured. That went in the old canon. There were only like a couple Super Star Destroyers, and this was one of them that was built under. It was supposed to be the Emperor's private escape ship, and it got turned into a prison or something. I can uh, buy that because the Emperor, yeah. you know, seems like that type of character that would have just that would have always had a backup plan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But at some point, the rebels capture it. I don't remember exactly how, but they capture it, and then the, and now, of course, you see it with the symbols, which is great. So. I was a little confused. I'm like, wait, an executioner? Because you, right. the first, well, I guess, yeah, you would have seen a two-page spread had I been looking at this at a real book that would have connected it to. In my version, they are not connected. So I was like, oh, but. Yeah, two-page spread. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm reading an old an old scan cop. Right, yeah. Someone on the internet. And then you see <laughs> Connor Jack shows up with his special stormtroopers to board the Imperial Star Destroyer that's there. Uh, yeah. You end up seeing some weird stuff that I, oh, okay, I see what happened. I forgot. Like, okay, so Emperor, Connor Jack. Oh, no, Connor Jack is leaving on, on his own ship, and then they take in a shuttle. Yeah, 
Okay, they take in a shuttle that they thought the other guy, Kirk Hanos, was on. That's yeah. what it was. The other Star Destroyer did. Yeah, but uh, it turns out it's been sabotaged. It has a droid that's, <laughs> what's it, a mess hall droid <laughs> that's piloting the ship? Yeah. And he's like, the main course is about to be served, and the main course is a bomb. <laughs> he just blows up the ship. Oh, no, that was the ship that Carnage jacks on, but he got off just in time and flies yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Okay, and at the same time, you have Meredith and the Trandoshan uh, get into what was Kirk Hanel's ship and fly off into space towards all the battle. Yeah. Okay, so that's what's going on. Oh, yeah, because well, what happened is, now I remember, Carnage jacks goes to the other planet where Kirk Hanel's is, and they pick up Kirk Hanel's ship, and then it blows up. Okay, because... <laughs> Kirkanos went back to the planet where they where they trained to have their final fight. If I'm not mistaken, the 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 trick of there's a we're setting a shuttle and it has a bomb in the shuttle has been used before. So it's kind of like an old it's kind of like an old trope. I forget yeah. if it was one of the Star Wars comics. It might have been in the one of the Thrawn books or something. It's an old trope but, in general, though. Trojan horse. Yeah, but you know. It's an oldie but a goodie, you know. It always <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed out it. Of my face. I wasn't I wasn't complaining during this book. Right. I Is really Car- like this next scene when Yeah. When Carter Jack gets to the temple and he just sends all his stormtroopers there and he knows they're not gonna succeed, but he's like, Yeah, they, they might tire him out for me. Right, yeah. Like, it and, just shows you how evil he is, too. He's like, ah, fuck these guys. Everything is expendable. Everyone's expendable to him. I do like seeing Kirk Hano's just taking these people out left and right. And right. you do see him, I think, get injured or almost injured. But, like, he's just fighting them and just killing all these, like, elite stormtroopers. Yeah. And they don't say what they are. Like, they're not dark troopers or, like, death troopers. I guess maybe more th- wouldn't they call this type of thing death troopers in the new canon or something? I don't know. Uh, yes. The personal guard of the Admiral would be the new canon. Rogue One. Yeah. Moff Gideon has them. Yeah, I think they're called death troopers. Yeah. This seems they're like the that's a kind of thing with with Kirkanos has kind of a death trooper type thing. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. And you have some stuff going on with Meredith talking with Wedge and oh yeah, that she wants to go to Yonkshore, wherever Yonkshore, wherever the planet that Kirkanos is at. Yeah, that's the planet that that they trained on with the pit back in the old days. It's now a desolate rock. I do like how the pit is an imperial sign. <laughs> yeah, they love putting that thing everywhere. I do like the last the last panel is Kirk Hanos waiting in the circle and then Carter Jack just walks up to him so they can have their duel. Oh, yes. I see it now. It's a so very cool. cool like this book did a lot of good job with like just last pages. Yeah. So I, I was definitely impressed. And this brings us to issue six. Right. I don't care for this cover either. It could be cool if you just didn't have his ugly face on the cover. So you have Carter Jack in his helmet and his outfit with his blade above Kirk Hanos, who's who's on the ground without a mask. Yeah, it's Kirkanos in these in these covers. It looks like very much like a I don't know, I want to say Val Kilmer or something, but it's like definitely like a model no, was used. I mean, not that Val Kilmer is bad looking, but it just looks like too. He doesn't look as rugged. He looks like he should look more rugged. And I feel like he could have like they had half his face exposed or something, you know, like a he broken had the mask, mask on would have been fine. Right. The mask is cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why these these one time characters got toys and got a whole damn comic series three comic series to be exact so mm-hmm. there's a reason it's not because they didn't wear a mask because they look cool with the mask yeah i really got a kick out of like the way this fight starts and you just i mean most of this issue is just them going back and forth and fighting yeah it you is know, at one point kirk Hanos is winning he has him you know like falling down the pit and then just when you see the guy use the force and hit him with a rock so there's some cool stuff yeah there is some cool stuff and um you know, kind of the counter story is that there's like a chubby assassin who's kind of desperate to kill 
you know, is like Connor Jackson's backup plan is to have this guy is a commander chef or something is have this guy like climb up and snipe. Yeah. And then he gets shot Thanos. in the face. But you're like, come on, man. Just the way they draw him is like this. He kind of reminds you of Dennis Nedry or something. from Dress Yeah, they Dress. even put like they put like moles on his face and stuff. They just yeah. really go for that stereotype. It's like, come on, like you wouldn't have this guy be a commando, you know, sorry. But he, he'd be better off, you know, in the IT department or something, you know. Uh-uh-uh. He didn't not to be, word. you know, uh-uh-uh. not to stereotype him, but you, you want kind of an athletic person to be sni- your snipers. That's yes. all I'll say. But. Still, whenever people have computer issues in my life, I always go, uh-uh-uh. People do not appreciate <laughs> Didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> I did that to somebody one They looked at me like, what the fuck? I'm like. How do you not know this reference? Like, come on. So Ugh. you have some political stuff, or not maybe not political, but you have some of the of of the rebels talking with yeah. Wedge and t- with Wedge on the ship, but it didn't seem important to me. It does not necessary to the plot, really. It's no, just I just like to... seeing them fight because you get a lot of cool panels of them fighting. And of course, Kirk Hanos has to lose his mask because you got to show off the hero. Yeah, so he's not faceless, I guess. And this is when the commander was going to shoot him, but then the Trandoshian snipes the guy and you have a scene where you see a hole in his head with the blood and blood dripping down where he right where he, which is kind of graphic too yeah there's some kind of graphic stuff in this book it's pg-13 level uh violence i'll say that yeah i i do like how as the fight progresses meredith sh- shows up and then kirk Hanos does eventually stab connor jackson and i like how they're like don't kill him we need him and this is when the trandoshan which i cannot remember his name gets a little too runs in to try to stop him and gets murdered sadit yeah sadit yeah i mean again this guy is a fucking murderer like why are you running lunging at him like you're gonna survive because he didn't mean to kill him i don't think but he got in the way so he's like nope (laughs) i gotta kill this guy yeah, I, mean, I get it. Like, I mean, you know, this guy was like an emperor that you know was in charge of a whole squad. Like, you know, he's gonna have right. information, but it shows that you know vengeance. And he's really, you know, Kirkanos's vengeance is he betrayed the emperor. So, like, I have to kill him. It's not like he did bad things. No, he's not a hero. That's the whole thing. No. Like, this guy is like, yeah, I'm still serving my emperor. That was one of the worst human, worst people ever to live. Right, but. He killed him, so I'm going to, so, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I do like the point of it to show, like, this guy is not a hero. This guy, you know, by him killing Sadiq, you really kind of cement that he's not a good person. Right, yeah. You know, Even if it said, wasn't I, quite intentional. I mean, it, the, it's ambiguous. You made it seem like maybe he didn't want to do it, but he had to do it because his goal was to. Yeah, kill Carter Jack. This one even says yeah. other people to kill, and then he leaves, leaves her there, and then when the rebels go to pick her up, that's when she says, I'm going to hunt him down. Yeah, I will be his executioner are the last words you see. <laughs> so it's very 90s. Yeah, very 90s, you know, and I feel like, you know, there's some I like the last couple images. The last couple of illustrations are, are good. You know, when you see Mira, you know, that's a good the art, the artistry in this book kind of fluctuates between some of it's good and, you know, some of it's kind of weird looking. But it wasn't bad. It, no. it didn't draw. God, was it? Shadows of the Empire or Dark? One of those books drew Leia terrible. Or was it Heir to the Empire? That I bitched about a whole bunch. I can't remember. <sighs> I'm pretty sure there was a time where I did not like the drawings of Leia. I think it was Dark Empire. I think okay. maybe you had a problem with the way she was portrayed in that one. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah, too. But So, yes, everybody's dead. Kirkinos <laughs> goes off. He's gone, gone back to hiding until he's ready to strike again. There's nowhere in the galaxy he can hide from me. 
<laughs> oh yeah, because she he killed he he saved them, but he killed one person. So now she's gonna right. hunt him down. I mean, I'm glad they didn't make it a a love story. Right. So so I am okay with that. Like, and it definitely has me curious enough to read Crimson Crimson Empire two, which came out a year later. Right. I'm definitely interested to read that now. So I went from having no interest to being intrigued. Yeah, you know, I've never read number two. I don't recall ever reading it. I think there's a third one even. There's but. a third one too. The third one came out a decade after the second one. Though. Wow. Yeah. It took them that long to finally get it written. I was reading a little bit about it. And I'm like, yeah, a decade later, we finally got it done. They always love trilogies in Star Wars land. Because mm-hmm. trilogies work. I mean, I was... I mean, this thing felt like a standalone story. Like, you know, the six issues you read it, like it worked as a complete story. Right. I mean, I'm curious to read another one. I feel it, like it did wrap up. Yeah. From what I know, I, I like the idea of a former royal guard and like the the training and the, you know, complications that go with that. And I don't know if part two deals with that or if just like a standard, you know, Revenge vigilante story. guy in the run or whatever. So I, if it, it's if it doesn't deal with that, I'm less interested. And if it's just like a standard crime tale, underworld tale, rather than because the, the hook of this book is he's the royal guard. He has the red uniform. Yeah. And unless that unless the second book talks about that, I don't know if I have as much interest. So because that's that's what got me into this book is that I can you know, tell you the publisher summary of the second book, which doesn't seem like from me reading it's a spoiler of anything. Following the okay. death of Imperial yeah. Guard Turncoat Carter Jacks at the sure. hand of the last guard, Kirk Hanos. The Galactic Empire suddenly finds itself devoid of a leader, and an interim council is assembled to rule the Empire until a new emperor can be selected. But when council members become targets for assassination, Kanos becomes a prime suspect and again stands at the center of a storm. <laughs> that was my attempt at the Clone Wars voice. Didn't work out very well. <laughs> That's good. That's a good try. <laughs> we'll say that. I'm, I'm curious to read it, though. I'm definitely on board now to see more where this goes. Right. And in the cover, like the promotional image, Jabba or a hut is on the cover. So could he be the real mastermind behind the killing of the Imperial candidates? Yes, as he's eating his frogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that should bring us to shelf stack or Bach. And Peter, why don't you go first? Well, I I like this comic, but it's not my favorite Star Wars comic. And, you know, I don't have as much connection to it and doesn't have much as much readability to it. So I think I would put it in the stack. I might look at it again another 10 years, 15 years or so, but I like other ones like Shadows of the Empire, Dark Empire, the other empires I'm more of a fan (laughs) of, and I'm more of ones to revisit. It did have good themes, and I think it had, I like that it was refreshingly different take on the Star Wars universe, where you have a person who's not a good guy, and you have characters who are very peripheral to the main characters be talked about. So I did appreciate that. And uh, yeah. I'm I'm Sweet. I'm also I'm gonna put it on the shelf because I I really enjoyed it, but I'm also a sucker for the Royal right. Guard, so <laughs> there is that. I mean, I don't think I would read it again anytime soon, but I definitely right. would tell people that you should read at least you should read it. Like if you're a Star Wars fan, because that fucking cover is just really grabbed me enough, and I, it was fun enough. Like it was interesting to see more. And if you're somebody that wants a alternate timeline to what happened after Luke kills Palpatine and not where Luke becomes a Jedi and goes into hiding for a while, even though that was the original pitch. Um, this gives you more story. <laughs> and I liked it. You know what I was thinking is that the fall, the fall of the guard is a lot like the fall of the Jedi. And it's like 
somebody just orders them oral. It's like Connor Jackson's own Order 66. It's just that <laughs> all these all these are bad guys who are getting killed as opposed to the good guys of the Jedi. That's fair. I know Order 66 wasn't around then, but it's kind of similar to the it's a purge. It's what you call a purge. Yeah, I mean, there were multiple purges. Now, I mean, you know, this is non-canon, but we have the Mandalore purge. You have the right. purge of the Jedi. Now you have the purge of the real guards to talk about. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I enjoyed it. Like I read this really quick, and I could have easily like I could easily read this in a day. I I didn't because I was tired, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like it. It's just not one that I have as much fondness for as other ones. So, but no, I'm glad. I'm glad to revisit it. I was really glad to read it after all these years once again. I'm glad I could that I gave you an excuse to. Yes, thank you. <laughs> all right, and Peter, where can people find you at? Uh, once again, I'm on Twitter or X or whatever you call it these days <laughs> at Peter VP. I'm called Twitter, and you can find my random musings there. Or if you'd like to read my book, it's called The Fifth Civilization, and it's available on Amazon for Kindle or physical paperback copy. Which is what I have. I apparently also bought it digitally too, by the way. So my <laughs> nice. wife did on her Kindle. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she was reading at one point <laughs> she's gonna go back and read it again all oh, oh, right nice. and if so definitely you'll see a link in the show notes to peter's book definitely go check it out it's actually really good and i am biased but it also is really good so <laughs> i am biased i will put that out there uh and if you enjoyed this episode there are a ton of other star wars episodes we've done on the show you can go right to our Podbean website type in star wars type in batman type in zelda you'll find episode you'll find even type in random shit you'll find stuff we've done we do comics movies tv shows whatever the hell i convince people to talk about with me so definitely go check out our giant catalog over 500 episodes of King my mom Talk. if you want to support the show we do a patreon for the little dog you can vote our patreon poll you'll see a link in the show notes for that every month we have different polls you get to vote and alter the show uh we do have a discord you'll see a link in the show notes please join that and chat with us and also want to give a shout out my awesome intro and outro because you helena at hell has for you. you can follow her on tiktok and want to give a shout out to my buddy bill tucker who his own podcast the gamer looks at for you definitely go check him out also and i think that's Oh, yeah, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube, audio only, and on threads. I'm on threads now. You can follow us on there. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>